This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. From MPB Think Radio, this is Fix It 101, the home improvement show to help you do it yourself. I'm Jason Klein here with contractor Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. It is mid-September and afternoon temps are still in the mid-90s. Enough. So we'll revisit our summer home maintenance list, but also keep looking forward to uh, fall. We have as our guest for this hour, Shane McClendon from Shane McClendon Builder, who will help with your home improvement projects. Also, later on the show, we're going to go step by step and repair some damaged drywall. Did I say it wrong? Uh, Shane? No, I think you got it just okay, right. Okay, I got it just right this time. All right, join the conversation with us this morning by calling 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. How you fellas doing this morning? Doing well. I'm doing great. Okay. Enjoying that nice spring um, weather outside. Right. Did you feel it this morning? Man, it was so nice and crisp and cool. What? I need to I need to get up on the the same side of the bed you did. Right, right. Uh, I think if we tell ourselves that enough, and maybe maybe it'll come. But in the day, first day of spring, uh, spring. I mean fall. fall. Right. <laughs> one of those times. <laughs> right. All runs together. This is one of the fun days for me, folks, because on the show today we have Jeff Simmons from Houseworks and Shane McClendon from Shane McClendon Builder, uh, both past presidents of uh, Home Builders of Jackson. Uh, competitor builders, so this is going to be fun. Uh, we do like each other. Though. They, they do. do. They do. do. Uh, but but hey, if you wanted to ask for a bid, today's the day. Eight seven seven MPB ring. That's eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. Also going to be talking about some emails. Emails we got in. That's uh, fixit one hundred and one at mpbonline dot org. So uh, Jeff, what are you working on? Well, we are trying to get two houses ready to go to the closing table, mm-hmm. uh, which is always exciting. Right. Uh, also, uh, picked up a nice contract on some apartments. Uh-huh. So we've got three sets of apartments, one in Vicksburg, one in Canton, and one in Jackson. Um, got a couple bathroom remodels going, a kitchen remodel. So um, right, right now, enough work to uh, keep us extremely busy and... And uh, hopefully making a dollar. Wife got you running after anything to fix? You no, know, you know what she did. Shower mention, rods or doorknobs. Or she anything. mentioned something about a dishwasher this morning, and I <sighs> I didn't get all of it. But right, you called your AC guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right, we'll call and, uh, Shane. Right. Yeah. Uh, so Shane, how about you? What are you working on? Well, you know, I'm still trying to finish up that house I'm building for my wife. I hope I get to live there when I'm finished. With right. It. But, uh, <laughs> I was still going to we ask were, you about that. Right. We were we were walking through there yesterday. She was wanting to see the progress and stuff, uh-huh. and she sees like a touch up here and a touch up there. It's like, all right, that's it. Get out. Right. Yeah. <laughs> there is there is no way I could do that with my wife, man. There's no. I, it, how. You know, when you walk away from a customer and think, "Why I did my best work," that's that's not. I mean, with your wife, you're like, "Well, right." You know, she's still here to find the problems. Yeah, so. she'll 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 do her due diligence, due diligence, and point them all out. To right, for sure. well, good for her. <laughs> uh, well, uh, yeah, I tried again to work on the brakes this weekend. Realized that the people that changed the tires on my car last time kept the key. That they use to, uh, I have, uh, there's lock nuts on there, you know, you have a little key that you put into the okay, yeah. lug nut that'll unlock it so people won't steal your wheels. Well, right. anyway, they stole a key. That's so, so you lock, I, can't, yeah. I can't get to the. They wanted tire. to see you again. Yes, yes. Yeah. So, um, so I'll have to 
go after that one again. Well, uh, we've got some fun stuff to talk today. We're about to go to the phones, but uh, this is great. Online, Java came across this article online that asked this question. And gentlemen, I'm going to have a blast with this one. Is your house up to code? No, probably not. That's that's the general consensus, and we'll get to that. In, yeah, <laughs> depending on age. But, yeah, but yeah, yeah. We'll get to that in just a minute. Let's go ahead and talk to John. And uh, where are you, John Benton? Where is that? John, are you with us? Oh wait, we're waiting just a second. So uh, uh, we were talking about uh, this uh, construction, new construction. Obviously, when they put it in, is obviously to code. You know, when well, you put it in. Yes. Now that's what one would think. But now I've said this many, many it's what times. What one would pay for too? <laughs> well, there there are several counties inside uh-huh. a great state of Mississippi, and, and and listen, do not misunderstand me. I love Mississippi, mm. and we have fought this at the at the downtown at the Capitol for for many years. We have certain counties inside Mississippi that have opted out of the um, 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 permitting. Of oh. uh, uh, procedures, really. Uh, one is is uh, Leake County, really. And, I mean, Leake County borders Madison County, and they they opted out of de- developing a building permit department due to cost, and, so, and and all that was was a cop out. So at Leake County, I can just go dig a hole or lay some. Uh, you can cement, do anything, anything you want to in Leake County, and wow. and, and 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 sell that house uh-huh. to an individual. Was the wiring done right? Is the house going to catch on fire? Was was everything done properly? Right. No one looked at it. Oh, wow. The only person that looked at it was the contractor. Interesting. So that that's what ranks. That's one of the reasons our insurance in this state is so high. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I'm going down that that soapbox. Soap there we go. It, <laughs> All right, let's go ahead and talk to John. What, John, where are you calling from? Benton. Benton. Okay. All right, so uh, what's going on today? Okay, Sunday, unfortunately, uh, I had a fire caused by my uh, charcoal grill. It burnt my new deck down and part of the wall on my trailer. Mm. And I'm in the process of, of course, repairing. I'm pretty good with this. Uh, I've built eight houses, but I've never dealt with a trailer. And uh, they have these, uh, you know, metal skins. Uh, you know, that are screwed in. Right. But the top is what's got me stumped. I haven't looked at it closely, but they have that, uh, for lack of a better word, little gutter that goes around the top. And I don't really know how to get that off so I can get those panels off to replace them. I wonder if anybody can help Gotcha. You guys ever worked on one of those things? Man, every time I, I worked on a trailer, I lost money, so I really? just quit. Yeah, they're just yeah, it's not bad or indifferent or anything. Right. They're just built differently. Is this a camper, home. John? No, it's, it's a double wide. It's, it's okay. And and I, I you know, uh, only reason I'm there is I'm broke, and my friend is letting me live there free. So hey, I got you. Hey, well, you're the free labor. That's okay. So what? Yeah. Um, what do you think, Shay? There's a certain way that the the roof metal goes and kind of tucks or wraps around or over, and you know taking that or peeling that back because it's going to have some caulk adhesive or sealant or something on it. Taking that and peeling it back in such a way that you don't bend the metal and it can be reused is going to be rather difficult. Um, 
but I, I really don't know that much about them, and that's something I'd have to put my eyes on to, to really tell you how or what to do with it. Well, let's put it out there a little bit for uh, our listeners. A lot of times we find that some of our, our best information comes from somebody listening. So if, uh, if, you, if you've dealt with this issue, you heard John's question about uh, basically how the roof meets the side mm-hmm. of a well, trailer. There, yeah, and yeah. There's, a, there's a water, there's a built-in gutter right in there right so so if you've uh, if you've worked with that sort of thing before give us a call 877 mpb ring i'm sure uh, john would love to hear an idea on how you work with that uh, uh these guys are home builders and, and don't typically work with mobile but on, on occasion but uh if we do have a mobile pro give us a call 877 mpb ring we'll get you an answer john okay have All a good right. one uh, so we talked about Java found this uh, this article online about is your home up to code and the the answer was probably not and it goes on to talk about uh, how a newly built house will be built to code most likely but once a resident moves in the code compliance goes a little off track and uh, but a building code violation doesn't necessarily mean it has to be fixed as long as you're maintaining your home properly. Um, you you both do new construction and renovations and everything you do has to be code. How do you keep up with changes and changes of code? The neat thing is, is that most of the houses built, most of the houses that you've ever seen were not built this year. And, That's right. And so they've had people living in them over years, and somebody may want to change an outlet or a, a you know, just, just anything. Just like the gentleman said, he uh, built a deck. You know, there was a deck on the home. Well, that's that's something that. Well, did you get it? Like Jeff said, did you get it permitted? Was that was it done correctly? Everything else. So, uh, you guys build homes, Jeff. I know you do a lot of renovations from insurance, and uh, Shane. I know you do a lot of like bathroom, kitchen models, that sort of thing. Do you see code violations in there that are just left over from say sixties or seventies? Yeah, and I see some code violations that are just. Left over from a, a, a Thursday. Professional. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now the 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 code, and I apologize for interrupting you, but the the code, I don't want to call them a code violation from the seventies because the house at that point was probably built, built to, to code. code. Right. And and the only reason it would be a violation today is because we're we're now presently working off of. A 2012 building code, I think, aren't yeah. we, and, and see, that's the other thing is um, every municipality mm-hmm. adopts and and strikes out certain parts of the code. Right, right. So, you know, usually when we're building the house, the, you know, the code inspector for like Madison County, for instance, because right. that's where I'm building, he's going to tell me, no, we have to do this. Well, in Rankin County, we did it like this. He's mm-hmm. like, now we're on this code. Oh, well, thank oh, you okay. for me. Well, and that's interesting because, and and all of you know, say like uh, anyone in Mississippi can go to any historical portion of their town mm-hmm. and find all of the houses painted in lead. No, of course that's not code now, but right. but it didn't. It wasn't an issue when they when they originally painted the house. Exactly. Now now, what do you do when you go to sell that house with paint oh, with lead paint on it? Now, well, you sign a waiver that says, "Hey, we have lead paint." And that's about it, because you you to to remove it would be yeah, it's too it's too much money to try to remove it right and 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 lead lead paint on the wall is okay yeah it's okay it it, it where lead paint harms us health wise is when we remove it okay so just because it has lead paint that doesn't necessarily you shouldn't say well I'm not going to buy the house because it has lead paint 
back in the day when lead paint was being applied, it was the top of the line. Right. They, they, they right. didn't put lead paint in, in, in your low income. They put lead paint in your high income In the top end. Right. That's why you see them in the historic neighborhoods, right. all these beautiful houses. You know? Yeah, you'll find a lot on the window trim, cabinet, stuff like that. Well, so. speaking to that, I've got an email here, and, and uh, this may lay into that. Uh, and this may also take some outside help from just uh, – so, okay, guys, I have a corgi – that bites wood uh, window sills. Awesome. Uh, when people walk by with their dogs or neighbors mow their lawns, he's done damage beyond putty and sanding. And will continue to bite the window sills. Cree uh, uh, the dog. Uh, getting rid of the dog is not an option. Nor is a bitter spray or Tabasco sauce. None of that seems to work. I think the uh, lead bait. The lead yeah. bait's going to get rid of him. <laughs> Any idea for canine proofing my window sills? I've decided getting custom made sheet metal covers for the window sills, but beyond that, I'm out of ideas. <laughs> well, you're going to spend a lot of money at the vet replacing dog right. teeth, right? You, you know, you know that's funny. I uh, in my home when I had my kitchen remodeled years ago, they went back and instead of putting a regular sill in there, they had used uh, because we got granite countertops. They put a granite sill uh-huh. right there. In my kitchen window mm-hmm. uh there's an option sure you know you can yeah. always get you could do something like that sometimes on uh, doors where dogs have chewed or scratched on them a lot you mm-hmm. can ca- encase it with the uh, plexiglass or lexan or something like that you could find that at home depot just kind of frame you out something that goes around the windowsill itself uh-huh. and then just encapsulate it and you know in lexan or plexiglass that'd probably work okay so this is either going to be uh changed with a different material or uh, securely locked down. Yeah. But there's no that, way to get the wood from being, you know, destroyed. I mean, you might put some... Put a muzzle on the dog? No. <laughs> some, so I'm thinking of some kind of pepper spice or... Well, I that's mean, what the guy well, was said, saying. Tabasco, oh, he tried that. Yeah, it didn't Tabasco work. didn't work. Okay, yeah. got you. Yeah, what Tabasco. Is it, was a ghost chili or something? Maybe try one so, of those? Yeah, who knows? It says, crating the dog is not an option, nor is bitter spray or Tabasco uh, sauce. Okay. Okay. Um, so, so yeah. I, I think either, yeah, replacing it with a piece of rock or, uh, like Shane said, putting, you know, putting some chicken wire around it or something. <laughs> All right, uh, folks, we're going to take our first break of the hour. Today, we're answering your questions about home remodels, summer fall maintenance, and also later in the show, we're going to do a step-by-step repair of some damaged drywall. You can call us with your questions comments just tell us what project you're working on at 877 mpb ring that's 877-672-7464 or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org when we come back we'll have three tips to help you save money on your next remodel stay tuned Welcome back. This is Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here from here with contractor Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. Also, we have Shane McClendon here from ShaneTheHomeBuilder.com. I like that one. Hey, join the conversation this morning by calling 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or you can send an email to fixit101 at MPB online.org. So we were talking about before the break, I mentioned that we, when we come back, we'd have three tips to help you save money on your next remodel. So here, here are those three tips. Okay. Uh, before, uh, let's see, DIY tips, remove old cabinets. 
countertops or appliances before the contractor arrives to reduce labor and disposal costs. Uh, that That is a way to uh, reduce costs. Pick up materials instead of having them delivered to uh, eliminate delivery fees. So, hey, if you got a big truck and you can move the stuff, do it instead of having it delivered if with a fee. And sometimes, you know, the fees are not bad or included. Right. Yeah. Uh, however, sometimes it's a, it's a charge on top of what you paid, so you might not want to do that. Another is if you've got the time and the, and the skills, paint walls or door and window frames on your own rather than paying someone else. Uh, now, it might not be that perfect professional finish, but perfect professional finish costs a lot of money, folks. Uh, we're talking in the thousands. In, in square footage, it'll be uh, very much. So anyway, uh, those are the three things that you could do quickly to save a little cash going into a remodel. Remember, paint the walls, pick up the materials. And what that means is, hey, we need, uh, we need uh, say, 15 pieces of sheetrock. Well, that's something that a person with a, a full-size truck can do, you know. So uh, it might save you a little money. So there you go. All right. We, uh, do we have somebody yet? There we go. On an email, this one's going to be a quickie right here, guys. I've broken a double-hung vinyl window. How do I get this fixed? Is this a DIY project? Is is fixing a double-hung vinyl window, window a DIY project? Now, we've talked on this show before. Replacing a window can be right. a DIY project. Mm-hmm. Um, what about what about uh, a pane? No. Oh, no. No? No. Uh, it's very inexpensive. You need to hire that done. Is that just like a, a glass company thing? That's right. Yeah, you just Co- call a glass company. That's right. They will they out. will replace that. Um, and and the reason it's not a DIY DIY yeah whatever um, <laughs> spring fall with I don't even know do yourself it instead of do it yourself yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, the um, because the piece of glass has to be ordered. Right, right, and and the normal homeowner and even the contractor, we, we don't have the avenues to order that piece of glass other than going through a distributor. So. Right, well, and and when they do that, also they can also reinsert the gas that uh, typically goes into a double pane. It's going to come ready to yeah. go. And right. uh, now, if it is simple, if it is a simple sash replacement, mm-hmm. yeah, order order the sash kit and put it in yourself. That's very simple. Right. But if it's a fixed mm-hmm. w- fixed pain, then you need to hire that out. That's not a bad idea. Okay. All right. Um, number to call is 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Um, Excuse me. All right, let's go to uh, John real quick. And uh, oh, it's the same John, but he's got an answer for the windowsill. All right, so here's the deal. John is trading up right now. He wants to know about his mobile home. He's going to give some information for the windowsill person. Let's go for it, John. All right. Uh, instead of putting a dog in jail, I'm thinking that uh, the guy could build a jail around the windowsill. And what I mean by that is uh, get some of those uh, long. Um, metal rods and instead of having the bars go vertical have them go horizontal and build a, a nice little case that goes around the windowsill and look kind of cool and the dog couldn't get to the seal nice okay i got another suggestion here uh al called and he said an, <laughs> an electrical fence for inside near the window <laughs> yeah 
Nice. That'll do it. Uh, yeah. See, I'm still sticking with the granite here, guys. I'm still thinking the hey, rock. The fence idea is not bad. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. Number to call is 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. If you are uh, not ready for the remodel, here are some maintenance tips that will keep your home on top condition. This is always such a big deal. Look for uh, walkways. Check the walkways for cracks. You know, anywhere you've got a walkway, check for cracks. Clean and repair your siding. That's it's crazy. Every year, if you have siding, and depending on what way your house face, I think it's the north side. Is it the north side that always gets the uh, the most the, yeah, moldy green stuff on right. the side of the house? I'm not sure which side that because east Sounds and west does right. not does not because it gets no. I direct think it sun. is north. Yeah. Now that I think about it. The um, yeah, east and west get direct yeah, sun. Yeah, the church in Madison, that roof is always has algae on it. And okay, it's, it faces north. Faces north. There you go. Yeah. So, and do check that out and clean it off, especially on a roof. Boy, uh, that will eat a roof uh, down to the bone. Eventually. Now, speaking of that, there's shingles that you can buy. Copper is what will get rid of that. If really? You, yeah. If you took a piece of copper, put it on your ridge, just nailed it on there. Every time right. it rains, that algae is not going to grow. But they have shingles now that have copper in it that, that will keep that algae growth from, from, from growing at all. All right, let's go a step back. Wait a minute. Copper makes mold not grow? Uh, algae, algae on your roof, that's right. Yep. Really? It's, it's, yeah, it's copper. It's all this. So just a strip of copper yep. on your roof. Yeah. Um, you know, that, that's, that's not going to look real good. So, no, no. you know, if, if yeah. you're going to get a new roof, consider... Algae resistant shingles. Yeah, and I think they're offered by Atlas. Is that right? I think so. Yeah. And 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 the the magic behind that is, is it, some yeah, sort of crazy copper. chemistry. The yeah. copper, yes. Okay. All right. Uh, make sure that your windows are sealed tight. Sweep the chimney. We had a uh, we had a, a gentleman on a few weeks ago. Said Bledsoe. Man, said, I wish I, I could say his number. He said it so many times. Right. Like said Bledsoe, <laughs> and uh, and he was talking about sweeping that chimney, and it and it makes a difference. And uh, as Jeff has mentioned on this show a hundred times, um, fire, just fire. Uh, fire will happen, and the, the chimney, if it's not clean, it it there are so many ways a, a fireplace or chimney can. Put your house on fire. That's so, right. Uh, change the air filters and tune up the furnace. Uh, I will say this. If you don't have, there's a new services out there, and this is so neat that you can, we've mentioned this on the show before, but you can get on a new service just like, say, Netflix, and they send you your air filter every month. A new air filter will come in the mail Every month, I think that's the coolest yeah. uh, that's service. That. Yeah. That's a great service, but that way you always it. It also not only do you get the filter, but it reminds you to put it in by getting it through the mail. Right. right. So it's not a bad idea. It's a great idea for uh, for changing the filter and air conditionings. And I know uh, uh, Shane, your brother Timmy, has been on this show before for AC repair, and his thing has always been: I would rather you run a terribly horrible dirty filter than none at all that he he said it over and over and over again because it brings he said what's happening is if you don't use a filter at all the coils themselves get so gross and nasty that they will they will stop performing mm-hmm. so all right number to call is 877 MPB ring that's 877 672 7464 all right, another email here. Uh, paint is coming off the metal flashing under the roof. How do you paint 
that metal flashing under the roof? What type of paint will stick to that and stay? Have you generally come across something like that? Uh, occasionally. Sherwin-Williams uh, has a lot of different paints specifically for metal, and they're all going to have you know little different uh, directions you know uses to follow and stuff like that. So Are these paints that, that you would typically brush or spray? Depending on the area. You okay. know, I mean, if, we're, if we're looking at a small small area, I'd brush or roll. If we're looking at a large area, like if you're repainting the side of a, a church building or, you know, something like that, I would spray it. Okay. All right. Um, all right. That one works easy. All right, folks. Number to call is 877-MPB-RING. The lines are open. You can get your question answered this morning. Uh, now, you both do new construction and renovations. Uh when you're you were just talking about code here a few minutes ago, and Jeff, you mentioned working on code from 2012. That that is our current code that we're working on. How often is that updated? Well, it's it's the code the, we we've got code up to 2019, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just haven't adopted it in in oh. this area. Oh, right. Uh, and, and there's some problems with that. So who who um, decides on adopting code? Uh, each building, each individual building department, you know, Madison, the city. Oh, okay, so can, the can, city. Yeah, can yeah. adopt it. Um, Madison County can adopt their, their code. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, Shane, help me with this. D- didn't we have sprinklers in I want to in say 2012 and we took I, it out? Yeah, I, I think they nixed the, the sprinkler I do too. thing. And it's like some of the energy codes and stuff now, they're there, but they uh-huh. don't enforce them. And, and now, speaking of that, that is a that is a that's one of the main reasons that if you're if you're doing remodeling, if you're doing any kind of construction in this area, we we need you as a home builder member mm-hmm. uh, because those are the things that we that we try to control. And one being. And and I'm going to get some of the some of the, I'm going to hit the high points. There, there was a code that came through. They tried to adopt in mm-hmm. Ridgeland, city mm-hmm. of Ridgeland, and um, it was for sprinklers. Mm-hmm. Well, there's there's discussions on both sides. Do we really need sprinklers in residential housing? Right. Uh, and there's a good argument on both sides. My point being, as a organization, mm-hmm. those are the things that we go to bat for. Right. You know, what is this going to do to the price of the home? Right. You know, homes are expensive. Right. Uh, is it something we need? And I'm not saying we need it or we don't need it. I'm just saying it was something that was brought up a- as discussion. Right. They're always going to look at it as like, will it save a life? You know, right. at the same time, it's going to add so much more money to the cost of the house. Then you're going to start, you know, whittling down on people that can actually afford a house. Right. OK. All right. Well, that makes sense. I mean, I, I was looking at doing a, um, a small commercial uh, addition yeah. of someone. And I mean, it was going to be like five or six thousand dollars just to sprinkler. tie into the sprinkler system yeah. to add sure. 300 feet onto the building. Oh, wow. Okay. All right. Uh, You know, it's time for another break. When we come back, we're going to take you step-by-step through a drywall repair. Depending on the size and uh, damage, the steps can be different. It really can. I mean, between uh, the size of a doorknob and the size of, say, a basketball, a lot different. Uh, 
depending on the size of the damage, the steps can be different, so we'll take you through a small, medium, and a large repair, so stay tuned. Also, continue calling us at uh, 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464 if you want your question answered about... uh, Home improvement, DIY, anything you're working on at the house. You can also send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. We'll be right back. Welcome back. This is Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with contractor Jeff Simmons from uh, Houseworks, and we have Shane McClendon here from Shane McClendon Builder LLC. I'll never know. I don't know what LLC means. Anyway, and if you missed any part of today's show, you can always listen back on our website at mpbonline.org slash fixit101 or by podcast on our MPB public media app or your favorite podcast app. You can hear any episode of Fix It 101 right there. Join the conversation this morning by calling 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. Got an email this morning. How much, okay guys, this one's going to be good. How much in minimal height must I raise a bathroom floor if we route a shower and toilet drain flush to the concrete slab? How much trouble is it to redo the shower drain location on a slab? Thanks, David Mendenhall. I got a bunch of wrinkled eyebrows in here. Read that first part of that question. How much in minimal height must I raise a bathroom floor if we route a shower and toilet drain flush to the concrete slab? Depends on how far you run it back to the vent or back to the. Yeah, I'm I'm confused on that. Now, moving the vent. I mean, moving the drain uh-huh. is uh, is fairly simple. You need a jackhammer, um, but uh, <laughs> yeah, bust, yeah, bust gotta, the concrete. You got to remember, for us, it's just another day at the office, right? Right. But, but now there there is a there is a there's a concern here. Uh, do we have steel in the slab or do we have post tension? Yeah, you don't uh, want to start busting. If I have post tension and I hit a tendon and I break it. Um, there's some consequences there. So, huh. uh, so don't just rent a jackhammer and go to yeah, it. We yeah, we need to do some investigating to see see what we have. What but... I what I've done that works really well for me mm-hmm. is uh, to figure out if it's post tension or not. Is go get a metal detector, mm-hmm. and if you hit a beep every five feet, because that's usually where your right. post tensions are, the uh, ten- tendons are, then you got. You know, then, then wow. mark that, uh-huh. stay to the side of it. You know, the, the cable is like, what, about an inch? Right, inch or right, right. Diameter. Yeah. Stay to the right When you say cable, right. is this about the size of rebar? Uh, the cables? The, the big, like, yeah, we're really big rebar, yeah. Right, okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's just it's just a, a steel cable that runs from one end of the slab to the other. Right. And then uh, they pull... You know they 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 pull it and put tension on it. And you're pulling it. I can't remember what five right. seven thousand psi or something it's, like that. It's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot. I and, did want to mention something that's been mentioned on the show before, Jeff. Is that um, putting in this uh, this at least the toilet we know now. Uh, doesn't actually have to. You don't actually have to go into the slab if you don't want to. Is Jeff that, has mentioned uh, this Santa Flow yeah, before. San, uh, that's I, right. That's, that might be a perfect. Yeah, I was just going to say that. And uh, there's another one uh, under the name of Liberty. So yeah. what, what does this gadget do? Uh, it's it's basically a self-contained grinder station that is going to be in your bathroom. Um, is this something I see? 
no, okay. we can we can we can hide it. Okay. And um, every time you turn the water on, there's going to be a small pump that comes on. It's very very quiet. Mm-hmm. We're going to pump that into any two inch line in your attic. Um, it's it's very convenient. It's it's very reliable, and it keeps you from busting that slab. Really? Um, so I can put in a a a fully functioning toilet. Fully functioning bathroom. Yeah. Bathroom. Shower, bathroom tub, uh, uh, vanity, and, and, and toilet. And I don't have to break one piece of concrete? Nope. Not at all. That sounds like an option right there. We could set That's it awesome. up. We could set it up right here in the studio. I don't know why we wouldn't. That's right. We should. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, Java, can we do that? Yeah, sure. Okay. <laughs> JJ's on the line in Gulfport. What's going on, JJ? Good morning, guys. Uh, thanks for taking my call. Yes, I've sir. Got a house that uh, you know, I felt was built very well insulated. It's got uh, spray foam insulation in the attic. The walls are built out of aerated concrete blocks, uh, but the doors leak, leak like crazy. I've got two big French doors on the front, and they both uh, are you know, have big gaps around them. I had a home builder tell me that he doesn't use spray foam insulation because the house doesn't get enough ventilation. Uh, my attic is like an igloo cooler. I mean, it's uh, it's sealed. Is, is there a problem with too little in, too little airflow through the house, or should I just seal up the doors and be done with it? Uh, yeah, there can be a problem if your house is is too tight and you don't have adequate ventilation. Um, you 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 insulated your roof rafters, correct? I did. Okay. Closed cell or open cell? Well, it's the one you can't poke your finger through. I don't know which one. Okay. Which one that is. See, I just I just my house that I'm building, and uh, I use open cell, and man, I I love it. What is what is open cell closed cell? All right, so closed cell foam uh, essentially, you know, it creates all little bubbles and all that stuff. Right. So the cell is closed; nothing's going to get through it. Oh, no okay. water, no, no nothing. Uh-huh. Open cell supposedly, um, if it rains and you have a roof leak, you uh-huh. can still see it because water will find its way back out. Oh, okay. Now, did did you have to do an ERV or any kind of special we, whatever that means? Yeah, we've got some air exchange in there, combustion air exchanges and stuff like that. And uh, Timmy put a jam up uh, variable speed unit. Man, that thing is is fantastic. Shane put a Porsche on the top of his house. Right, I did, right. I did. Okay, but now I, I, there's some other people up there that uh, out there that have uh, differing opinions on foam, and I've seen it done incorrectly, and I've seen it done correctly. Mm-hmm. There again, if it's done correctly, oh, to no, me it seems the greatest thing in the world right so now. So can he use uh, maybe uh, open cell foam and and fill this hole? Yeah. Yeah, but but his question was, he still has to bring fresh air into that house. Yeah, you need to have a fresh air intake. Mm -hmm. Because the air quality inside your house, if you have it completely sealed off, Mm -hmm. the air quality itself can go downhill. Okay. So uh, how... How would you do that if if uh, how would you open the air? Well, so, there's so, a go no, ahead. Jeff. No, no, go oh, ahead. All right. So in my house, we have a fresh air intake that comes you know out of the roof. It's just a vent uh-huh. and it runs straight to the air conditioning unit. So every time the air conditioning cuts on, it's going to draw some air into it. Now there's some more sophisticated ways of doing it. They right. have damper systems that communicate with your air conditioner and everything right. else. And have you, you looked can, into anything like this, JJ? I wouldn't. I mean, I can go up in my attic and look around for something like that, but I don't know if 
that, you know, I don't know if I already have you, that or not. You should uh, have a couple coming yeah. at least. And I'm assuming you have some type of gas appliance. You need to at least have something coming towards a gas appliance for combustion air. Right. Okay. How, 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 how old is your home? Built in 2013. Okay. Oh. Yeah. I, I, you've got fresh air coming into that house. Um, okay. Especially if you have, like Shane said, if you have gas appliances, uh, when your house gets built that tight, uh, those things will not work unless you have fresh air coming in. Um, All right. So, so me using the excuse of needing fresh air to not fix the, the leaky doors is not going to work. No. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> Sorry, no. man. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Right. Um, well, thank you, guys. I appreciate it. Thanks. Right, now, can, can we talk about that for a minute, Shane? I'm, I'm, I'm so glad you did that to your house. The um, homes for our troops, homes that we built in Lake Caroline, we we, we did the same thing, and um, there it's a twenty five twenty six hundred square foot house, and I think their utility bills like hundred dollars. Yeah, I mean it's nothing. Right. Um, so I, you you haven't moved in yet, so you don't know what your utility bill is going to be. But do you remember the what what the cost was to do that versus? Um, if we don't insulate the the attic, you mean the foam itself? Yeah, yeah. Of course, that's going to vary on the size of the right, house, pitches the roof, and stuff like that. But I paid. Uh, I think that one of the estimates I got was right around nine or ten thousand dollars. Wow, to, to insulate it. Yeah. Okay. No, no, no. I mean to, to insulate it. Nine, okay, nine gotcha. or ten thousand dollars just flat insulate the whole thing, roof deck and all. Right. And then oh. you got to remember, I've got some twelve and twelve pitches and stuff on the roof, and it's a twenty two hundred square foot house. Um, okay. You know, under roof. and then you probably had to update. I mean, not update, but upgrade your heat and air system. Absolutely. All right. So what you guys just witnessed was home builders geeking out on <laughs> what it is they do. It's yeah. awesome. But wow, to follow it. All right. What we did talk about coming into the third segment when it comes to drywall repair, uh, they're not all requ- uh, created equal. Maybe you've got a doorknob size hole with your kids swing the door too hard. <laughs> Maybe you have a large size hole because, you know, football. Um, you know, something gets thrown, whatever. So, anyway, there's there's reasons. You know, what's funny is that there's a couple of different ways, and some of these are sneaky, really sneaky, because I had a person come and ask me one time, hey, I've got this, uh, I, I opened the doorknob, the you know the thing on the bottom that's supposed to catch the door and not make the doorknob go through the right, hole it right. bent so so the doorknob went through the hole and i said well you know they make these things these little plastic circles yep. um and and it and it, it's it's a cheat okay yep. it's a it's a cheat if you have that doorknob hole behind the door you can go to just about any home store even including you know the wally worlds of the world and pick up this like plastic disc Yep. And uh, it's got, I think it's like double-sided tape or something on the yeah, back, or yep. and I'm not sure. But anyway, you can put it right over that hole. It actually looks okay. It looks as though it's there as a defensive mechanism to stop the hole from being there. Right. Uh, but it actually patches the hole at the same time. Yeah. Yep. So That's right. it is a cheat. <laughs> you didn't hear it from me, but it is a cheat. You know, they, they make something similar for your uh, roof boots. Yep. What's a roof boot? Oh, the the where where that pipe is coming out of your roof. Uh-huh. The thing that hooks onto the roof, the pipe goes through. is called uh-huh. a roof boot. And uh, they make a cheater for that one. They too? They make a cheater. Okay. Yeah. 
You just put it right on top of I it. I love those things. Okay. Ah. <laughs> All right. So uh, so here's uh, some of the tools you might need if you're going to repair some drywall in your home. Uh, first, you need a piece of scrap drywall. And I know this sounds crazy, but you literally can go to a home store and buy a three-by-three three piece of drywall if you just need a piece. So that you know, you can also get a full eight-foot-by-four-foot piece for about 11 bucks. So we're not, drywall is not an expensive thing to buy. Uh, fiberglass uh, fiberglass mesh tape. That's another thing that people use a lot of. Uh, this is this is uh, it. Really is like a uh, a mesh, and it's sticky on one side. Mm-hmm. You'll find, and uh, a lot of folks like to use this um, drywall joint compound, or as some people call it, mud. No, mud typically will not be the name on the box. On the box, it'll be called joint compound typically. Right, but that's what it is. Uh, painter's putty. A pencil, folks. Always bring a pencil to the the show. Always bring a uh, uh, something to measure with and something to write with on every job you work because you're going to need it at some point or another. A drywall saw. This sounds like really complicated. It's about two bucks. It looks like the most dangerous weapon on the planet. It's this little saw that's only about seven inches long, but has these ginormous cutting teeth on it mm-hmm. because uh, once you have a, a hole. And uh, drywall, it saws very easily. It's not difficult. Just about anybody can do it. Uh, drywall screws. These are different than, say, a screw you would use in mechanics or something like that. These these are made just to go into drywall and to the wood behind them. Um, a trowel of some sort or a putty knife, you know, uh, a blade knife. Cordless drills, nice. And constructive adhesive. Uh, construction adhesive is nice also. All right, so if you're doing a, ha- a small hole, you clean the hole with a blade knife and, uh, you know, a carpet cutter or anything else that you've got around that's really sharp, you can do that. Cut an angle so the exterior of the hole is bigger than the interior. Does that make any sense? So so the hole is kind of funnel-like. It goes, yep. it goes in. Yep. Right. Uh, now fill the hole with painter's putty. Make it level with the wall surface. This is for a small hole. Right. right. Uh, let it dry. Uh, once it's dry, lightly sand the area until it's smooth. And you can just, uh, if if you need to repeat that step to fill it all the way, you can. Sometimes when you do it the first time, it leaves a little little portion that's not all the way. And some older kind of joint compound shrinks when you put it on. So uh, you got to know when it's better. It's something kind of like joint compound for dummies that they make. They make some stuff that will turn pink. Until it's dry, it turns white. So you'll know it's still wet as long as it's pink. So that's something that you can use as a DIYer. Um, uh, so you spackle that over. Once you get it to the right uh, flatness that you like and sand it down, you can just paint right over it and you're there. That's a, that's an easy way to – the small holes are pretty easy to fill because you don't actually need the extra drywall and, and a whole bunch of other stuff. So let's let's move on to a medium hole. And uh, so this is where you're going to need a little more uh, work. Okay, for medium holes, you use a drywall uh, metal patch. Sand the surface smooth around the hole. You wipe the dust off. You peel uh, paper backing off the patch. There's a patch out there that you can get to put just right over the hole. Okay, you can feather out the edges and smooth out and let it dry. You gently sand the surface until it's smooth with the wall. Repeat the step. Uh, nine until and ten until the patch is no longer detectable. The great thing about that is it's real easy. It is literally a piece of metal, uh, like sheet metal, that you would put over this hole. 
I would say, for my opinion, that I, I almost always prefer drywall fixes on these, which gets into uh, the larger holes. Uh, they need patches made of drywall, and these work great. Make sure it's the same thickness. Now, drywall comes in a couple of different thicknesses. Make sure to look at yours and match it with the drywall at the home store that you're buying it from. Uh, you cut a square of drywall slightly larger than the hole. All right. Now, it says score one side with a blade knife. What that means is just put the thing up there and uh, and 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 run your razor blade across of it. That's that's scoring it. Um, uh, you score it with a blade knife and then snap it apart. You cut the blade of the uh, back of the brake line of the sheetrock. Now, what all that means, I know it sounds very confusing, but if you've got a piece of sheetrock, one side of it is that white side that's real pretty. The other side's kind of a uh, almost like a cardboard color. And and that's the back of it, and that's the side that you prefer to cut. And that way it doesn't dig grooves into your sheetrock uh, with the knife. Um, now, first of all, check for electrical cords and plumbing lines where you plan to cut your sheetrock. All right. So if you've got a hole in the wall, no, there's nothing scary back there typically. So uh, you can either feel around in there, see if you feel any uh pipes or wires or anything that if you're around a pipe or a wire, stop cutting. But uh, what you want to do is take uh, two wooden boards into that hole, the big hole that the drywall that you're trying to patch, take two wooden boards and you put them into the hole and then pull them back towards you, letting the drywall be the tension with that board. Once you have that, you take the screw and you uh, screw one of your drywall screws to that board. Uh, now, do that again with another board because you're going to need two of them. One board in the center means that the sheetrock may rock back and forth. Mm. So you want to do two boards, all right? Put those on there. Once those two boards are there, you can take that piece of drywall that you already measured and, and put in there in the right place and everything, and you can just drop that in there and then screw that piece of new patched drywall to the two pieces of wood you just put behind the drywall. And it will, it will, that drywall, once you finish it, will feel like it's been there the whole time. It'll be just as strong. You can put in uh, pictures, whatever you want to do. Jeff, you're smiling at me. What, what? No, I just, I, that, that is one of the best descriptions I have ever heard on repairing a, a drywall hole. Huh, thanks. I mean, it was, uh, that was, I was, I was right there tunnel visioned. I'm telling you, I'm fixing that hole right now. Okay. And, and, and Jeff and Shane, I know this is Java in the booth, and I know you guys are in there with Jason. And on his script, he has those step-by-step instructions, but I don't think he read any I of that. Down. No, he didn't. You, you, can, you can tell this is not his first rodeo. Oh, no. He's, he, he's, he has fixed the sheetrock hole before. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Many. Many. <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, you have kids and dogs, you're going to fix sheetrock. Hey, so. I, I'm telling you, right. listen, I've, I've said this story before. There's a buddy of mine. Um, 20 years ago, we got in the construction business. Love it. Well, he stepped through his ceiling. Mm-hmm. And uh, I hope he's listening. But anyway, he steps through his ceiling. He says, uh, I'm going to fix this myself. Mm-hmm. He goes to the convenience store, gets him a six-pack of beer. Uh-huh. Goes to the well. That's the first accessory for any good DIY <laughs> well, project. I mean, was that on that calm, sheet? Calm, <laughs> calm the nerves, right? He goes to the big box. He gets some sheetrock. He mm-hmm. gets a knife. He gets everything Jason just said. Mm-hmm. And he said he worked on that patch until he got it perfect. Wow. 
You know exactly what I'm talking about. By, the way, by the way, folks, and, and, perfect in sheetrock is a is a very scarce word. It's an art, and and <laughs> really this is. guy, this guy has made an entire career. I saw him less than a month ago. Career out of patching sheetrock in this town. That is unbelievable. When he comes to your house to patch sheetrock, you will never ever see it. My gosh. It's, and I assume this gentleman gets paid healthily for he that. He does. Okay. He he does. So uh but it's worth every penny. You know, you, you, you come home and you you stop a little bit right. too far and you bust that sheetrock in your uh-huh. garage and you're thinking, Oh, I've ruined my house. No, you really haven't. You cut it out just like Jason said and you work on it and, and patch it. You you can do it. It's it's uh it's tedious, it's slow. It is. But it, but it can be done. By so. the way, um, if you're going to do this, also wherever wherever you're working on sheetrock, you want to talk dust and oh, yeah. mess. Yep. This is something that you want to watch if you want to try to uh, keep a uh, one of those uh, vacuums very close because the sheetrock stuff. Also, one of the, some of the things you're going to want to use if you're doing a big patch, get yourself a, one of those little. Um, one of those little filters uh, for your mouth and yeah, nose, you right. Right. Yeah. Uh, because you will breathe in a ton of that stuff, and 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 you'll feel it the next day. Do you guys have any like pro tips on that on patching sheetrock? Got a little life hack for sanding for you. Oh, good. Cool. If you've got a, a orbital sander uh-huh. that you're going to use, take a shot vac. Take your take your filter off the end of that orbital orbital sander. Mm-hmm. Take the shot vac hose. Stick it on there. Duct uh-huh. tape that bad boy around it. Oh wow! And then as you're sanding. You know that way mm-hmm. it's it's sucking it in there and it's, it cuts down on the dust. Whenever right. we've because I've I've had several sheetrock patches we've had to do. Mm-hmm. Somebody's going in the attic at the, at the end of a job. You know uh, insulation. You know finding a wire or something like that. Step through and we've got a finished job. Right. We'll go in there, cut it out, take the shop back. You know mud, mud everything up, take the shop back, sand it off, and it doesn't. You know, in a small area, it, it doesn't create as right. much dust as it, it normally would. Dude, you just said the magic word on a DIY program, duct tape. That's fantastic. <laughs> that's good stuff. We can always use it. All right, folks, that's it. We did it. Fastest uh, hour in radio. I know, right? Fix It 101 is a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting, Think Radio, and is funded by the generous contributions from listeners like you. Our show is produced by Mr. Java Chapman. Our call screener today was Liz Gill. For Jeff Sammons and Shane McClendon, I'm Jason Klein. Stay tuned for Everyday Tech with Jay White. And join us next Wednesday at 9 for Fix It 101 only on MPB Think Radio.